I wrote this and just titled it, uh, How Can I Say Thanks? Uh, you know, everybody's been saying, well, how you doing? And all of that stuff. Um, I'll tell you how I am uh, about things. Uh, I, you know, it, it's easy to think about days like today and to think how, um, you know, the, some of you are talking about last hugs and all that kind of stuff. I just don't think about it that way, really. Like, I, I sort of see it this way. Uh, like my children, you know, I never say, boy, I wish they were four again. You know, I loved four. That was, that was good. Uh, I loved the, every, every step along the way. I love that. Uh, but I don't regret any of that. And I don't really want to go back. Like, I, I, like, I like now. It's, it's good. Uh, I, I love where my children are now, and I want to continue. And that's sort of how I felt about ministry and churches. Is, uh, you know, I, uh, I've really had it good. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, it's hard to imagine anybody having a better life than me. I know that's a little arrogant to say that, but man, I just have seen so many, so many friends, so much has happened over, you know, just the, the time that I pastored for 35 years. And um, man, I hated this. I sometimes think I should have just stayed at the very first church. If I had just done that, you know, what would have happened? Because I hated leaving those people. You know, I started with seven, seven of us. In, in this in this little church, um, and it grew. And then I had a day like this where where I left, and then um, uh, and then moving to other places. But um, I, I love you all. Um, Paul says in Philippians one, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers. And all of you, for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. That is a great Bible verse. Notice the, uh, all the alls and all the always, like in every time, all my prayers, all of you, always praying. Uh, I love that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of that kind of guy. I like the like including everybody for everything all the time. And then uh, really, see that word there where he said your partnership from the first, that's really what, what this has been for us, that we've been able to partner together, uh, serve God together. Uh, I remember clearly the very first day um, that, that we were here, and uh, I've loved every Sunday since then. You know, as I was driving here this morning and Kim and I were praying, I, uh, I couldn't really be sad because it, 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 it's kind of a unique day, but it's just Sunday at PFN. And that is a great thing. Um, I've always loved just, just Sunday, and it showed up every week. <laughs> every Sunday kept coming, and the next sermon, and the next, uh, the next step. So this is my... Uh, 10 thank yous from Pastor Brock. Number one, thank you for loving me as your pastor and allowing our relationship to form the foundation of our ministry together. I am so grateful. No pastor could ever be more loved than I've been here. I really believe that. And our relationships have allowed us to flourish 
if you've uh, listened to me and noticed, like, philosophically, I believe that everything that happens for good in a church situation is based on the relationships that we share together. Uh, that's why I work so hard to know your name, talk to you all the time. I want you to feel like, I feel like we're best friends. I don't know how you feel about me, but uh, I feel like we, we know each other. We care about each other. Every Sunday, I walked around here. I've, I've been here for almost 800 Sundays. Think about that. That is a lot of Sundays. Uh, but I've done just about the same thing every Sunday, is walked around, talk to you, hug you, love you. Uh, because I felt like that if we knew each other, uh, even, even in, well, first of all, if I know all y'all, then I know who the new people are. So that's, that's, really, that's really good uh, to know that, because some of y'all might not know that, but I, I always recognize who's new. But I also felt like that if you, um, if you know that you're loved, that the preaching is so much easier, because, you know, we're, we're together. It, it's, and so I really have appreciated uh, that so much. Um, you know, 15 years here, 35 years doing this. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, nobody talks about, nobody lifts up the church uh, the way that I do. Like, I talk to a lot of pastors, and nobody's got what I got. <laughs> it's just a gift from God that he has blessed me with. Uh, you know, most of the time they say things like, oh, that's too good to be true. Yet it is true. And what a great, epic, rare, beautiful, fit together relationship that we've been able to have. Thank you. Number two, thank you for embracing Kim and my family. You have loved them well. Thank you. It is a incredible opportunity that Kim and I have been able to serve full-time together on staff. Uh, really, this is our 21st year together, uh, 15 of them uh, here. What, what a rare and cherished thing. I know some of y'all say, oh, I could never do it. <laughs> we could never do it. I remember when we, when we first got here, um, you know, back then we had like four of us, you know, and the things, you know, just grown so bigger. But um, I remember we'd be in meetings and me and Kim would not be quite getting along <laughs> about something, you know, whatever it was. And Cheryl and then Daryl at the time, they were sitting there looking at each other like, okay, what's going to happen here? <laughs> so, um, but uh, I think they realized after a while and over these years, kind of the rhythm that Kim and I have together. And, um, you know, she knows that um, one, of the, one of the best ministry decisions I ever made was helping, allowing her to be the worship leader. Um, and, and not just for all of us, but like she, like I don't have to talk, I don't have to tell her everything. Like we talk about things or whatever, but she knows what I'm trying to get to and what's happening. And she's been such a blessing to this church and to me. Uh, during this time, and you've loved her, and you've loved my children, and supported them. You know, all of them were in the educational process when this happened. Faith was in PA school when I first came here, and uh, now she's an incredible PA with her own family and those grandchildren. Uh, Hope was leaving for college when we moved here. She never even really lived here during during those early days. Uh, she was off to college, and yet so many of you loved her, and then Will, 
Will's just like got so many great friends here uh, in the church, and you bless him. Now he's married, and uh, so it's, it's just really great. So thank you. That's, I'm really grateful for your love for our family. Number three, I want to say thank you for the staff and the team that we've been able to be here. Uh, what has happened here at PFN Southside Summit is so much more than Pastor Brock. Amen to that? Um, like, thank you for all the, for letting us have the staff that we have. The board many times would say to me, well, you have the dream team. Uh, and I felt that, that we have such quality leaders that have been an incredible blessing to this church, uh, to me personally, and to our church family. I am so grateful uh, for all of you. Um, I am very thankful for the church boards uh, that we've had. Um, if we had had elections and all this, this would have been our 16th church board uh, leaders who have served wisely and faithfully with me throughout this decade and a half that we've had together. One time I sat down and figured up how many years our board had been serving Christ. It was like a thousand years <laughs> when you added it all together. It's just a, remarkable. Um, I really have appreciated that. We've met every month just about uh, over all these months that we've been together, and we have done amazing things together. So... Cheryl, Jake, Greta, Josh, Brian, Callie, Irene, Austin, Mark, Rachel, Rachel Clark, Rachel Wolf, Becky, Brenda, Manny, oh, Manny, uh, Michelle, Dave, all the board members, all the assistants that have, uh, that have been serving with us and continue to serve with us. I am so much better because of all of you. And all this would never have happened without us as a team together. Praise God for it. Team is always the way to go. We are staff-led, but we are board accountable. And so that has worked so well uh, for us. We've built things together. We've done things together. We're still been building and working together because we love each other. Um, near the end of this service, uh, some of the staff will join me as we, as we have a prayer at the end of the service. Number four, uh, thank you for helping me create a, a warm, friendly, and inviting atmosphere uh, for our church where the presence of God is felt when you walk in the door. Warm. I love that word. You know, I, I think atmosphere in church is so important. Uh, you know, what you feel as you're kind of coming in and what you expect when you get here. Um, you know, just one person cannot accomplish that. Like, I try. Uh, but I really, you know, to many of you, I've said, help me out. Uh, hug somebody, love somebody, know somebody's name, care about uh, a need. And, and we've done that so well together. Uh, I will, so wanted us to be a, a friendly church. You know, I talk to, to pastors, and they'll say, well, I'm a, we're a friendly church or whatever. And um, sometimes you find out that it was, Maybe not true. You know, the problem is, and I've told you this many times, uh, you can't be a friendly church if the only people you talk to are your friends. That's like a high school clique, right? 
everybody else just passes by and you just talk to the people you already know. To be a friendly church, you got to talk to people that you haven't talked to in a while or people that you don't even know. You might not know how long they've been coming here. It doesn't even matter. But what really matters is that there's an atmosphere of care and all that. I, I believe it is very difficult to grow a church if you don't have that among the people. How about an amen? That'd be all right. There you go. Uh, that helps me. All right. Um, inviting. That was the third word. Warm, friendly, and inviting atmosphere. Uh, you know, there's no, no way. You're going to hear me talk in a minute about the number of people that have gotten saved here and the number of people that have joined this church. That just can't happen if we aren't together in inviting people. You know, most of the people that have gotten saved here, I didn't know them before they, they walked in here. You invited them. You brought them here. Uh, I have over and over again talked to people, like when people come to church here, if they'll fill out that card, you know, that card is like gold. I know y'all think I'm crazy about the card, but I am really crazy about the card because I meet people through that. But then, like, um, like the other day, uh, Sam and Melissa came here, and we had a conversation. It was fantastic. There, I, I love them. Uh, but uh, one of the persons I talked to right away, I think that same day, was uh, Grandma because Grandma was willing to invite them to church. See, that's where it is is you having contact with people and reaching out to them and helping us to create an inviting uh, atmosphere. Uh, so keep it going. Uh, do you know that since 2012 up to COVID, like COVID ruined everything for sure, you know, but up to that time, over, over that like eight-year period, we had new people at our church every Sunday for over eight years. I have never heard about that in my whole life. And like, I'm talking about written down. We knew, now, like I met them, sometimes it was just me meeting them. But most of the time, it was like 10. It'd be 10 new people just about every Sunday that came here. No wonder we grew. That was such a part of who you were, um, is, is creating that inviting kind of culture around us. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you, number five, for the responsive open spirit to God that has led to incredible commitments to Jesus. Do you know that there have been thousands of salvations at this church? in these 15 years, thousands. That's incredible. You know, the reason we know that is we keep up with it because the district for, causes you to track all that. And so, you know, one of the things like Becky and some of them are in here, they know that like we didn't turn in numbers that we didn't have names for. Like we had to have names for, for these people. And, and uh, that was like my little accountability. Like I'm not just writing down some kind of name and like lying about it. You know, we know who these names are, who these people were. And what, um, you know, so uh, one year, um, you might remember this, just kind of in our really big growth time. But one year I told you, I said, let's pray that somebody would get saved through this church every Sunday. 52 consecutive weeks that somebody would come to Christ. Well, in 2015, that's exactly what happened. Every Sunday, somebody made a commitment to Christ. I don't even know what to say about all that. 
I just thank God that he created that kind of environment for us. I met hundreds of people baptized, uh, new, new members. Now get this. We've taken in almost 700 new members. That's just crazy. I mean, that's bigger than most of the churches in the whole United States. Just that. Just incredible. Uh, the number of new members. And I stood up here, and every one of them knew their name, knew where they lived, told you everything about them, talked to them, went down the line. I just love that. But all that was a model for us about how important Every single person is uh, in, in this church. So thank you. Uh, and beyond even that, all of us growing and being discipled and being a part. I met so many of you Sunday, last Sunday, even this morning. Well, what a difference uh, you talked about has been, that God has done in your life. So creating that environment where you can grow as a disciple and as a devoted uh, follower uh, of Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for that. Um, we have grown here uh, generally from about 375 uh, on that first Sunday in uh, July of 2006 to uh, just before COVID, uh, we recorded 1125 as our attendance. Uh, so the church tripled uh, in these 15 years. That, that's rare. That's remarkable. Yet I'm so thankful that we were able to stay small while we did it. You know, my hope was that we'd be the, the biggest small church you ever went to. And that was my hope. Not, not like some of y'all been in small churches and some of those principles of small churches, some of that we don't want that. <laughs> but there's some things about knowing each other and loving each other and being connected. And, um, you know, even, even the size of this room, you know, we, we, instead of building that building over there, there were a few people that wanted us to build a big old massive sanctuary. I didn't want that. I, I like being with two or 300 people at a time. Uh, it feels like we still get to know each other, even though we continue to grow uh, in our services and in all the kids' zone and every area of our church. Um, we want this place to be where you are known and loved and valued and find purpose. That's why we, we, we've made that our uh, mission statement. So thank you for being willing to, uh, to, to be responsive to God. Thank you also for willingness to support Bridgeway, Summit Nazarene, Southside Community Center, what we've been doing through online. Um, incredible, really, of uh, what we've been able to do. I'm so blessed by, uh, you know, PFN has been a great mom. <laughs> to all of these campuses and, and just seeing what's happening at Southside. Praise God. Praise God for that. You know, we get to just to watch the, the unfolding of what's happening there. Greta uh, couldn't be here today because she's, uh, she's preaching a great message over at Summit in just a few minutes. So thank God for all that. I am really grateful. Really an amazing story, uh, yet so much still to do. You know, we're not, we're not trying to find a pastor here that can just maintain the status quo. We need a pastor that's going to, uh, let's double again. How about that? Uh, let, let's reach more people for Christ than we've ever reached before. Um, I, I just thank God for that. Now, our next leader is going to move us to the next level. You know, one of these days, you're going to say, well, Pastor Brock was pretty good. But man, how did we ever live without? And they're going to talk. 
and that, that's the way it ought to be, right? That's, I told you about, you know, that's the way you were with Kramer and Mason and me, but the, 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 what God is up to is, is next. And that's what, that's what we want. That, that's why today's, today's not overwhelmingly sad. I'm going to keep loving you and hugging you and seeing you and occasionally. But what we're looking for is what is God's next step uh, for us. So I'm, I'm rejoicing uh, in that and what's, what's going to happen and actually going to be a part of that. And so that's fantastic. Number six, uh, thank you for your commitment to preaching over all these, all these years. Man, you think about 750, 800 Sundays. That is a lot of preaching. Not only to do, but to listen to. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was looking at, I mean, I preached thousands of sermons here because a lot of the years I preached three times a week. So a different sermon, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, not always at the same level, sometimes a little more Bible study oriented, um, but way beyond that. Like, I, um, man, I love Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning was an incredible thing. Uh, so just lots and lots of the, this voice that you're hearing. I've said it to you many times. It's a wonder some of you just didn't leave because you just got sick and tired of, of, of the voice. But but most of you didn't, and I thank you for that. And we've had, we've had an opportunity to do all kinds of different things. Lots of great topics that we did, we've dealt with. Lots of message series that we've been able to do. We studied books, of the big books of the Bible. Spent a whole year uh, doing uh, Matthew and John, and we've done tons of smaller books, and always digging into the Word. And thank you so much for using sermon notes. Sermon notes has been just an incredible blessing to me. Because somebody the other day told me they were organizing their sermon notes, and they had all these notebooks filled with all these notes that they'd taken. They organized them some kind of way to keep up with it. But I just thought, man, that that's a legacy, isn't it? Just uh, being able to be, and I go back to them. I quote those verses that are there. They, it's just been such a blessing for that. So thank you for really being a you know, tolerating all that. Um, you know, every week, uh, important to me, every single week. You know, most, most Sundays, me and Kim are driving here, and I'm praying about what's going to happen there. And then, you know, we park in that back parking lot. We used to park way in the back corner over there, and then we started, after COVID, parking a little bit closer. But every, every Sunday, we walk out door G. I'm holding hands with her. And then we get out into the parking lot, and I go, woohoo! What a day, man. What did God just do? Man, you, that, is, that is a great life right there. Uh, and I felt that every single week. She knew. She'd just laugh at me like, you say that every week. I said, I know. And I, I just believe it every single week. I love that so much. Um, not only discipleship through the pulpit like that, um, but discipleship is such an important part. I mean, kid zone. I mean, Kid Zone is just so important to us. But there was a point somewhere along the way, um, you know, when, when Cheryl was doing Kid Zone, it was like Kid Zone was the number one thing in the whole world, and it was, it was, it was just it, right? I'm not, right? We just thought it was great. But I said, well, why don't we make everything like that, every discipleship area like that? So why don't we uh, support Sunday school? You know, we've never given up on Sunday school. Uh, but what about refuge? And what about 
uh, women? What about man church? What about uh, primetime Bible studies? You know, truly we were trying to live out in a discipleship perspective, church for everyone. You know, we were church for everyone for a long time because I started saying it. Everybody comes to church here. And how do we disciple all of them? And so I'm so grateful uh, for all of that support and all of those different, I mean, man, where would we be without man church? It just became like part of it. And pastor to women and kids zone. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when we hired Brian, uh, Greta had this, uh, had this little teeny teddy bear, and that was Cheryl. And then we had this medium-sized teddy bear, and that was Greta. And then they brought in this massive, you know, you see at the carnivals, I mean, this massive teddy bear, and that's Brian. <laughs> but what she was saying was, we, we continue to continue to grow. So thank you. And for, for allowing that to happen. Man, what, youth ministry? I, I, man, Josh is just fantastic. And you're going to be a great dad, but you've just been such a blessing uh, to our youth ministry. Mark doing man church, pastor to women. We had Greta and then we had Callie. I just thank you so much for all of that, uh, that we could, we could love people at all the different ages, you know, caring about the people that have been here a long time, that have supported this church, and all in between. So thank you. Uh, for all of that. I am really grateful. Number seven, uh, thank you for tremendous generosity that you have shown through your commitment to giving and supporting financially everything, everything that God has wanted us to do here. And man, I just, I just have so many uh, thoughts about that. Um, from a number standpoint, uh, since that day in 06, we have grown from an income of 500, 525,000, something like that, to uh, 1.6 million in income. Um, we not only tripled in attendance, we tripled in income. Just, just remarkable. Um, you know, so many times things would be happening. I'm sure I messed up this microphone somehow. But um, so many times, um, you know, things would happen. Uh, like we, like this whole tripling thing. I remember when I got here, you're trying to figure out what's the offering supposed to be and what's happening. You know, and we would have these like, you know, sometime in church you have these like first Sunday of the month kind of thing and you got an amount there and then everything else is kind of just trying to catch up with all that. Well, we, we broke that cycle long ago. I meant the giving here has just been so uh, consistent. Sometimes people would say, well, when it goes down a little bit, Pastor, what, what's going to happen? I'd say every time, well, we'll catch it up. Uh, it'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We started doing marigold service. Uh, we started trying to get churches to do it with it because we canceled. Remember that? When we first started doing Marigold, like we canceled completely. I couldn't get anybody to come with me. No pastor. You know why? They wouldn't cancel church because they needed the offering. I said, oh, we're not going to do that. So I just stood up and said, okay, we're not going to have church next week, but you're going to make it up the week after that, right? Because we, we weren't even doing online back then. But every time, every time, God would just take care of us. If we did the right things, supported missions, supported the things that we needed, it didn't matter about certain numbers. God always has met our need over and over again. 
I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it is, so, it is so impressive that just like last week, my next to last Sunday, we doubled the amount that we would normally have on a Sunday just in that one week. Unbelievable. And we've had, we've had moments. Like we've done a lot of great things together. Like we built a building out there that is valued at $4 million and we built it for $2 million. I mean, that still sounds like a lot of money. And we've been, we've been, you know, we work on that. Um, but we not only did that, we remodeled all this section up in there. Such a blessing that we were able to do that together. Um, the, and, and that building was such a catalyst for more growth for us. So thank you. Thanks for building the building. And you know what? We, I don't know if he's here, where he is right now, but we didn't kill Enoch. Enoch told me one day, he said, I want to build, build that building. It's after a board meeting. And I said, mm-mm. I said, we'll never be friends again. <laughs> yeah, because that's how it goes a lot of times. But we did it. We did it with love. And, and we're all still together. And he did a great job. But our board serving. And then we, then we had special moments. There are more than this, but I'll remind you a few. Uh, and most of the time it went like this. I just stand up on Sunday, and sometimes I told people I was going to do it, and some, sometimes I didn't. And I just say, okay, we need to raise $40,000 for furniture in the new building. Like just a few weeks, we raised over $40,000 and bought all that furniture, kitchen appliances. One day I stood up and said, you know, we, we got problems with the gym. We had all kind of water problems down there, and we need to remodel and to fix that gym. And do you, do you know that people started getting, I mean, people out of nowhere, uh, not, not just, you know, going to the same people, but people seeing a need. And yeah, we raised all the money and fixed that gym uh, in, in, in just a short time. Just the other day, uh, I didn't even tell him I was going to do it. And I said, okay, we have this leadership academy. We need 40 people. Do you know in less than 24 hours, just like that, we raised, raised $15,000. We were trying to get 40. We ended up with 50 people that gave and supported. Just remarkable. And it's all, that's you. Thank you uh, for us being able to have a relationship to allow that to happen. It allowed us to constantly seek what is the maximum kingdom impact for our church. What are we able to accomplish uh, together? So thank you so much for your steady, faithful giving. Whatever you think about what you've given over this time, you have made an incredible difference in the kingdom of God. Thank you. I am so grateful for that. Number eight, thank you for being a place where serving is who we are. Uh, volunteering is a key. I tell them, I tell people around here, we're the, we're the volunteer capital of this county. Because <laughs> uh, most places have so much struggle. But thank you for being willing to uh, volunteer. Just like, just like today, on the back of that card, every week, there's volunteer opportunities. All kind of things that you can do. I know some of you probably think, oh, we're crazy. But, you know, we just want you to work and to serve God. Because serving becomes such a key to our growth in Christ. Our community outreach and our willingness to do big things together has made a noticeable impact. I remember it was the first spring I was here. And I said, uh, I said, let's have a picnic outside. And they looked at me like, 
you know, it's still cold in Illinois in April. I said, well, I don't, I, it won't be cold that day. Did I say that? <laughs> it won't be cold that day. So we rented the 4-H building down there in the, in the park. It was, the, it was like the first big thing we did like that. Big fellowship, out of the winter, here we go. And so uh, what, what, that was fantastic. You know, we did that several years. It was really, really fantastic. And you know what? The weather was fabulous. Like, it was just fantastic. Uh, she always teased me about that. I keep looking at you because I know you're thinking I'm crazy here. But... <laughs> But that was the start of a lot of great things that we did. Like we went bowling uh, together. Like we took like 300 people to the bowling alley. Killed those people, man. That was, that was so much fun. And then we're still doing Dragonland. I still, every year, we have people, guests that come there and say, I've never been to a church and went to the water park uh, together. Uh, I love doing that. Dragonland, block party, marigold festival, uh, leading a parade, the vendor breakfast, just, just serving him. It's just fantastic. Do you know that, that service out there? Um, when we first started doing that, like the year before we did it, I went out there and checked out what was happening in, in the community out there. So I went out there, not knocking anybody, but there was one guy on a guitar, a singer, somebody that was doing a devotion, and there was about 40 people sitting in those bleachers out there. And I thought, okay, come on. So we went out there. First year, we had 600 people out there. Uh, the last time we did it before COVID hit, 1,400 people at that marigold service out there. Incredible. You know what? They heard the other day at a meeting that I was leaving. Oh, man, I started getting phone calls. Like this woman said, my stomach is hurting. Like she don't go here. Like, she don't even know. But they knew the impact that we were able to have on our community by, by going out there and serving any way, any way that we could. So praise God for that. Um, man, mission trips that we supported, uh, think big. Uh, think big is just, just so critical to what, we'll get back to that, um, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, once we're done with all this. But uh, the impact that all that has had on minds and hearts of children and adults, just, just really fantastic. This church, um, definitely missional in trying to think about how do we reach out across the street and around the world. Praise God for that. Number nine, uh, thank you for being so open to all types of music. I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had with pastors that had what they used to call music wars. And you know why that happens? Is a lot of churches, you know, you have kind of one style and then they want a contemporary style or they want something. You know, we never had that. And the main reason I think we didn't have that is because we've enjoyed all the different styles. And so we've had you know what? They have great music in Kid Zone. Uh, they have great music, like a band that plays for us occasionally, in some like submerge in uh, refuge. Um, you know, we have all kinds of different styles of music. I used to tell people, if you don't like the music in one service, just go to the next service. <laughs> You'll find something you like, because we're gonna cherish it all. Only only thing I used to say was, if we can do it well, let's do it. Like, let's not do it and just kind of, you know, not, but man, somebody like John Sherwood, man, we've been in Mary Sherwood and man, we've, we've been able to have such a blessing to have those styles uh, that have been able to be with us. So man, I really, really appreciate all that. And then what, what do you say about the passion play? Man, just so blessed by that. I mean, you would, that was happening be, before we got here, but what a monumental impact on, on our 
community and region around here. I used to say, because we tracked all this. Like, we would, like we'd, have, we'd have 50, 75 people make a commitment to Christ some years. Um, and then, man, we would track churches. You know, there'd be a hundred and something churches that would show up here for the Passion Play. So I used to say, I don't know where all the churches get together, but I know they come to the Passion Play. And what an influence on that. And so many different ministers, we were able to do that. I, aren't you just grateful? for how God used that. And, uh, and people would say, well, did you hire this or did you hire that? We didn't hire anybody. Kim would write the thing, put it together, bring a team together. Willis is sitting over there, uh, helped us so much with that. But, all, you know, everybody acted. All the people that played Jesus, man, I wasn't willing to do that. <laughs> That's like scary, man. Plus, just think all that stuff they had to memorize. I just, uh, something else. But we had great Jesus. In, in, the, in the Passion Play and all these different characters and disciples. and Man, it's just fantastic. So uh, thank you to all of you uh, for the Passion Play. I just really loved how, how, how meaningful that's been to us. Number 10, thank you uh, for our commitment to prayer and to praying by name for the thousands of requests, thousands. Um, one of the first Wednesday nights I was here, uh, you know, I, I knew all your names. I knew a lot of names before I even got here. Like I studied the directory and I learned all those names. And so I, I knew a lot of you. When I, so one thing that would happen, you know, there'd be whoever was here for the Wednesday night and people would start doing um, prayer requests. And then one of the things I've always tried to do is say the name and pray for the request. Um, you know, I've been doing it the whole time I was here. You know, it's, it's so important not to just hear requests and say you're going to pray. You've got to pray uh, for them. Um, I, I tell the staff, I think, if not the biggest catalyst, one of the catalysts that caused us to grow as much as we did was making sure that we responded to every prayer request. Right? Every prayer. If you wrote it on that card, we responded to it. We tried to, to reach out to it, whether, whether that was praying or talking to you in person, which I did a lot of that, but even an email or a text, uh, responding to that. So, um, man, we got to keep doing that, right? Take time to pray. You know, if you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, maybe you ought to do it right then. Like right then. Walmart, telephone, wherever you are. I do it restaurants all the time. I usually ask for permission from the waitress, but, man, I can't tell you how many waitresses we prayed for. Uh, over those years. If somebody, if you want to pray for somebody, uh, I know you'll, you'll probably remember, but you might forget, but pray for them. Uh, let prayer, uh, I'm so grateful for that, and may that continue uh, for us. So that's my, that's my thank you note to you. Um, one of the things I've loved is one verse. Uh, just talking about one verse. I, I know you don't believe that because I put 20 verses on those sermon notes sometimes, but I have spent a lot of time teaching one verse uh, in all kind of different settings. Uh, here's my verse. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What that verse says is, is, first of all, it's very personal. It's, it's something I'm saying, commitment I made. I have been. I've experienced. 
He says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live as Lloyd as I was, but Christ lives in me. So I'm not living in some kind of selfish way. I am recognizing that I died in my, for my, in my own selfish, self-centered way and surrendered who I am to Jesus Christ. That's my commitment. Not my way, his way. So the life I live in my physical body, he says in this verse, I don't live in my own strength, but I am energized. I live by, I am who I am because of Jesus Christ, because he loved me and he loved you. And he gave himself for me and he gave himself for you. So uh, just a couple of things. Uh, I noticed that over um, the last few weeks, there have been quite a few people making commitments to Christ. Last week, I sang the sermon. Uh, do you know that right at 45 people stood up and said, uh, I need that personal relationship with Christ? Um, my mistake was I took, the, I took the offering at the beginning, and I didn't find out who you all were except by vision. Um, so on the card, there's a couple of things there. One is that you would be, uh, that you would maybe accept Christ today. You know, couldn't somebody get saved this morning right here? I don't know where you are. I don't know if you've wandered. I don't know if you're in this service today and you hadn't even thought about being a Christian, but today could be your day. Give your heart to Christ. Like that, you won't give a gift to pastor, man, that's a great gift right there. Uh, what if you made a commitment in the last few days? What if you're one of those that stood up uh, like last week? There's a place there where you can mark that. Have you made a personal commitment to Christ just lately? Why do I want you to do that? Because I want to pray for you. I want us to be able to, uh, to be a support to you if we can, uh, discipling, help you, uh, maybe how man church or how pastor to women or, or somebody can reach out uh, to you. So uh, on the card, there's a place to do that. There's also a place that if you would... Uh, Hmm. I hope that you'll pray for me. So many have already said that. Um, you know, I'm, I got all this mixed emotion. Um, I haven't really been crying a lot, but I, I've been grieving quite a bit. Um, but I'm, th I'm thanking God for a chance. I have things that have been bothering me about the lack of growth in the churches. Like I gave you my story, like, man, how could I ever be anything but grateful for what God's done for me? But that is not happening everywhere. And I'm so burdened about it. Like I got, I was upset at first, upset because nobody's doing anything or this was, you know, all these different, you know, excuses or why this is not happening. And, um, and really, I'm concerned about the Church of the Nazarene. Kind of the same reason. Somebody called me the other day and said, you know, in the midst of the conversation, they were saying the Church of the Nazarene in the United States is flatlined. Well, that's dead, right? So I don't know if I can do anything about that. But I know God's asking me to, to take a chance. So... I'm sorry if you're sad today. Uh, I'm really grateful 
for all the time I've had here. But I am so thankful that God would give me an open door. Churches are going to die and close if we don't do something. Churches like Summit, that Summit would be closed today had we not stepped up and taken care of them and loved them. And we never had a funeral over there. Man, we just kept on going and just embraced all those people. And God's doing great, going to do just super things uh, through Summit. But it just made me realize that needs to happen over and over and over again. And you've heard me say many times, you grow a church in Illinois, you can grow a church anywhere. I mean, because people's attitude and the way they talk about our state and all that stuff. But man, it, it doesn't matter about that. I told you when I first came here, people said, why would you leave North Carolina to go to Illinois? <laughs> I still hear that. And what I said was, is what I say now. Geography doesn't really matter at all when you start talking about the will of God. Like... You know, I came here and said, well, I don't, I don't know what Illinois is supposed to be, but this church is fantastic. So we're going to, you know, we're going to do great things together. Well, that's how I feel about it. It doesn't matter what's going on in, the, in these areas. These communities where these churches are, they need growing alive churches. And somebody said to me one day, they, they wanted me to run for mayor in Pekin. And I said, first of all, I'd never step down to that. <laughs> but one of the guys that was kind of over all that, he came to me and he said, you know, those, they want you. They want you to, like, not just that, but they had all these other leadership things. They, you know, they would talk to me about... Marigold or Chamber, you know, all this, all these different community things. And he said, uh, he said, they, they talked to me about you, but I don't, um, I told them they don't, they don't want you. I said, why'd you tell them that? He said, cause you're dangerous. <laughs> he said, I told them we, you know, they kind of got this little good old boy thing going on, you know, it's kind of running things and doing whatever they want. He said, they said, you don't want him. Like he'll change everything. He'll, he'll get everything all worked up, and he'll want to fix this and change this and do that. And I, I, I thought about that the other day, and I thought, um, may God help that to be true. Like, I, I cannot shut up about what's, what I'm feeling and what's going to happen. So you pray for me, and you pray for this district, and you pray for the denomination. What, what could happen if God would, would take this on and would help us? to see the transformation that could happen in, the, in these churches, the kind of churches that I grew up in. You know, that's why I love these, these churches. You know, you know how that is. You just, you love these smaller churches because I grew up there. I, that's where I got settled. And I'm, I'm going to try to help these places. I know I'm not the answer. God's the answer. But somebody needs to be passionate. Somebody needs to have some ideas. And somebody needs to, let, let's go try something, right? Let's just not wait for everything just to fall apart. Let's, let's make a difference there. So um, I sang last week. And so the name of this was, um, How Can I Say Thanks? So I saved one song for today. Um, that this would be the, the last one. I think I'm supposed to sing in one of these. Number two. This song, uh, just this, one, this song uh, just says it perfectly. 
How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you give to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I have and ever hope to be. I owe it all to to Say